Welcome to Learning with Lisa, Student Success Beyond Expectations podcast with Lisa Navarra, award-winning educator, consultant, behavior specialist, author, and parent. This podcast provides support for school leaders, educators, and parents. We share and discuss evidence-based resources that are embedded in social and emotional learning to meet the needs of students who struggle focusing and learning. Teachers and parents find information and strategies to improve students' academic, behavioral, and social-emotional performance. It's time to turn kids from I can't into I can. Parents, are you wondering where to go to get help? Teachers, are you wondering where to send your students' parents to be able to link up with the community and the support services that they need so you know that when they're home, their skills are still being built and developed? Well, today we have Valerie Colavecchio. She is the statewide coordinator for Parent to Parent. She oversees the coordinators that work directly with the parents in our New York State here. She is a wealth of knowledge between her professional job during the day, but her love of her life, Parker, her son, who was born with a genetic disability that led him with not being able to see with the visual impairment. And then later on, he was diagnosed himself with autism. So Valerie comes here today as both a mother and a professional. And she's gonna tell you where to go to get that help you're looking for, but she's also going to tell you it's okay to believe in yourself that you should be an individual and take care of your own needs too. So thank you so much, Valerie, for joining us today. My pleasure, Lisa. Valerie, what would you say to parents who have either a child um, or a young adult who is in need of help? What's their first step to finding some resources and support? You know, everybody loves Google. So they all, always Google. Um, typically parents are looking for help when there's something going on, when there's a crisis. So either it's when they first get diagnosed or when it's, trans, as we were saying, when they're transitioning out of high school or something happened in the school. So obviously I think Parent to Parent is a great resource for that. We offer resources, guidance, and support to parents of uh, physically and developmentally disabled children and adults. We serve all ages. We're a nonprofit. Everything we do is free. So call us and we can probably help you find the support. But I find that most people use social media as well. The, the first line of, uh, seems to be go to the uh, Facebook or Instagram and connect. It doesn't matter to me how they connect as long as they connect. And it doesn't have to be with parent to parent. But I think connecting with other people is, is really important. So what would be some reasons why they would reach out to parent to parent? Well, you know, we're the only, uh, to work for parent-to-parent, you have to be a parent of a special need child. It's actually like not a real requirement, but it's something we actively seek out. That, and right now, every person in the organization is a parent of a special need child. So Parker is 16. He was born with a rare genetic disorder called galactosemia, incredibly rare. It's a metabolic thing. Um, it's basically he can't digest milk, but it left him with a visual impairment. And then um, as he got older, I, like in his early teens, I noticed like there was more than the visual impairment, the glycemia, and I got a formal autism diagnosis. So 
um, that may, and then my coworkers have kids with autism, uh, learning disabilities, Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, mental health issues. We all uh, have children with special needs. So when you call here, when you call parents, parent, you're not talking to a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher who's going to say, you know, I read a book and I know this is a really good thing to do and all that. We're going to say, yeah, my kid was in the NICU, you know, or my kid had a neuropsych event. We're just really. Um, specific that we're not going to tell you what to do. We understand where you're coming from. Even though the disability might be different, the experience and the sadness and the grief and all of that is the same. Um, and, you know, I just like that we're really the only, as far as I know, in New York State, the only parent-driven organization. Everybody's worried about your kid. And no one's worried about the parent. And I say that all the time. They, they I was, I say this all the time that when my son was young, when people would ask me years ago, my date of birth, I would say his birthday. I would give his birthday and I would go, oh, wait, that's not my birthday. That's his birthday. I was Parker's mom. I wasn't Val. I wasn't anything but Parker's mom. And through parent to parent, I've realized I'm a lot more than Parker's mom and that and I'm allowed to be a lot more than Parker's mom. So I feel like parent to parent really says, how are you? How are you doing? And are you giving yourself some time? And I, I know a lot of organizations have support groups and absolutely help parents, but I think that's all we do. Even though we do offer support and guidance and we'll tell you how to get the services, we are gonna worry about you. Do you have a favorite program for parents? I like our parent matching program. It's, um, it's we offer, it's volunteer and we have volunteers that you could match by diagnosis. So say we get a mom of a five-year-old who calls in and her son was just diagnosed with Down syndrome. We will put her in touch with a mom of maybe an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old who's a volunteer who has a little experience with that, that can talk her, talk to her and say, and they're all usually typically local. So it's like, well, I like this doctor and my son went to this program. A little bit older. The mom is, has a five-year-old. I'm not gonna match her with a 20-year-old because the experiences are so different, but eight, nine, 10, a couple of years ahead. And we match by diagnosis and we match also if you're not into, you're one of those people who believes autism is vaccines and all that, we're not gonna match you with someone who agree, disagrees with that. We really try specifically to match by the diagnosis. But I think our parent matching program is great. That there is are plenty so of great programs. Sorry. What was that? Go ahead. There are plenty of programs throughout the state, particularly Long Island is chock full of great programs. Uh, I, there's not one in particular I would recommend. I think they're all doing their best and, and doing fabulous. And that's why I really wanted you to come on today because I know that there's so many programs. I don't even know how many or really the diverse yeah. nature in which they really are offered. But that's that's kind of where I want those parents to start hearing from you what else? So now we have, okay, this great uh, parent matching program. Who knew that was even out there? You know, being able to know that I have a special needs child. Where do I go? What do I do? Okay, now right. I can so, connect with somebody. So what is another program that somebody might be looking for that uh, they might not know parent about? To parent or yes. a parent to parent? Um, we have a great email list that parents love, particularly the Long Island office. I'm sure you're on it. I'm sure we, I know we promote your stuff on it. I hope we do. Um, yes, but do. yeah, you know, we don't make any money from that list. We don't ask anybody to pay us or anything like that, but we're just moms again, because we're moms or dads, um, in the know, we want to know. So the stuff you're seeing there are the stuff that we're looking for. 
So when we hear about, you know, there's a lot of new programs that have come out with self-direction. My son's in self-direction. So I'm like, ooh, tell me about your program. What do you got? Selfishly, I'm looking for my son, but also like, oh, I talked to a parent yesterday. I had a parent look for years ago, was looking for a bocce uh, class. Hibachi. Italian bocce. Oh, the bocce, yes. Bocce. And she was looking for her son loved bocce. And she was looking for a bocce class for her son. You know, I found a bocce class. Town of Brookhaven years ago had a bocce league. It was not a special needs league, but I called them up and said, I have a kid, he's 15. Will you take him? And they were like, sure. So like, how's that mom going to know where to call, you know? And she's not the only one looking for a bocce league and then, you know, more parents. So that's our job is to find those programs, to search them out and uh, refer them to parents. So I want you to start thinking parents who are listening, as well as educators, think about those children. Think about your children. What are their interests? What are their needs? What's on your list of, oh, I wish I could find, or if only it existed. If any of those questions come to your mind, you need to contact parent to parent. And at the end of this podcast, we're going to give you the information so you can pick up that phone and you can call them directly and you're going to speak to somebody. As for educators, I want you to start thinking too about bridging that gap between what goes on when school is ended. Because our parents of these special needs children who have special needs, they need help. They need guidance. And our role is to provide it for us. Now, what happens with us is unless we do our own research or start a podcast or write books and do research, we don't know. So, right. So, but it's everything. And, you know, the special need world is not fancy or glitzy or, or, you know, snazzy. So there's no store that says special needs come here, you know, there's, right. and so th- it is all research, you know, it is all who you know and what you know and who, who knows this. So uh, especially parents and educators are used to that. They're used to just always having to really search for that information. So at Parents Parent, we hope to make that easier for them so that they don't have to specifically search as much. And that, but you know, we learn our great best things from parents. So if you have a parent, if you're a parent or an educator out there and you're loving a program, at the end, you'll get my email. Tell me because I get my best stuff from other parents for sure. That's that's wonderful. Yes, because we are a community out here listening. We all need to support one another. And also this information can be shared not only with the parents or with the classroom teacher, but remember to share it with your SIT teams, your safety teams, um, your RTI Social teams. workers, yeah, guidance counselors. We get calls from people like that all the time. And we do presentations specifically for that population as well, because it really is a different experience for an educator than it is a parent. And they want to ask questions that they don't maybe want to insult a parent or ask them, but valid questions that they need to know. How do I approach this? How do I do that? So yeah, we're happy to help with that as well. Great. And what would they need to do to be able to coordinate that with parent to parent? Just um, for long, this is, if it's for Long Island, you can email Jody Daniels. We'll have it at the end. She's our Long Island Regional Coordinator, but you know, you can email me and I will, um, the Long Island phone number is 631-434-6196. You could leave a message for Jody or in the general mailbox, but at the end, I'll give you my email because my last name is too long to say, uh, but <laughs> And, you know, I'll pass you on. I run statewide programs. So if uh, anybody's watching this that is in upstate New York or, or the city or whatever, I'll just put you in touch with the right uh, person. Valerie, Valerie is so responsive. 
as much as work as she has, she if she has something that she could do, absolutely. And remember to keep, if you're in Long Island too, keep Jody in mind because then she'll be able to disseminate that information to you even faster. So with yep, that said, does presentations, yeah. uh, presentations are, are huge. And we need more than that. We need more of those presentations more than ever these days because our students coming into schools, they're really having a very rough time making positive choices. Our kindergarten kids are acting more like preschool kids within the kindergarten classroom. And in first grade, it's more like kindergarten. And they're getting into a lot of arguments and getting into a lot of social emotional conflicts as well as not knowing even how to express themselves appropriately. So I think that these presentations more than ever are very important. And we're going to have all this information for all of our listeners in the description. So you'll be able to have it in writing as well as we'll talk about that later too. And Valerie, can you tell to us as a parent yourself from the beginning of when Parker was born and what that journey has been like for you? You know, it was not a fun start. And I think that's something that special needs parents don't talk about. There's a lot of shame and, you know, everybody likes to say how, how great it was. And my son was born small and directly into the NICU and he was full term. So it wasn't like, you know, people couldn't visit me with him holding them. And it was a very sad time with a genetic disorder. You have 10, they, have, they do genetic testing when they take that baby and they say, we're going to go do some tests. One of the tests they test for is galactosemia. They have 10 days to get the results to you. I got my results on the ninth day. So for nine days, nobody knew what the heck was going on with Parker. He was, he was failing to thrive. He was getting smaller. He was getting jaundice. And, and I'm a new mom. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, you know? Um, so what do I know? And it found out glycemia and then changed the diet and all that. But, you know, it, having him made me change my whole life, you know, and just made me realize I started volunteering. I started getting involved. I think, Lisa, there's two types of special need parents. I think there's the parent that runs towards the problem or that runs away from the problem. And I think all special need parents are both at some times. The ones that are running towards the problem are you or me who are saying like, I need to fix this. This is not right. How can I help? How can I make this better? Oh, there's no program for that? Okay, I'll start something. Um, And then there's the ones that are like, I don't know what to do. This is too overwhelming. I can't handle it. And I've been that parent too, you know, Mm -hmm. but you can't live there. You can't live in that. This is so sad because that's not good for you. That's not good for your kids. That's not good for your family. So I tell parents all the time, listen, have your pity party, you know, have your chocolate, have your glass of coffee, whatever's going to make you happy, but then move on. And, and it's okay to move on. And we talk about that a lot at Parent to Parent. We have these groups. We run these parent groups. You know, we're not social workers. We're not caseworkers, but we run Zooms where we were running them in person. Everything, obviously now everything's online um, where they get to talk about that experience, that it's okay to go out to dinner with your girlfriends if you can. And we know many parents can't do that because they've got these, you know, multi-layered children with lots of disabilities. So maybe they can't leave the house, but maybe they can get a new app for their phone and play Candy Crush or order something online that's gonna, you know, a game or a puzzle or a craft, something for them. So my biggest mission at Parent to Parent is to give them permission to take care of themselves. Um, I, I can't tell you how many parents feel so guilty doing anything for themselves. They feel like they're doing something wrong. And I'm like, you deserve a break. This is hard. 
every single day it's hard. You don't get a break. So, and no one's going to tell you, no one's going to come to you, go, oh, go take a vacation. Go ahead. Right? No one's going to tell any mother that. So uh, they're certainly not going to tell a special need mother that. So I tell them, take a break wherever you are. And I, and I hate the adage of the plane, uh, when the plane, if there's an accident, put your mask on first and then your child. I hate that because that is not the reality of a special need parent. They are not putting their mask on first. Nope. They are going to take their last breath to make sure their child has that mask on. So I always say, people say like, you know, put your, put yourself at the top of the list. And let, a special need parent is not on the top of the list. They're not. That's a reality. But put yourself on the list. Right. You know? right. Put yourself on the darn list. At least even if you're at the very bottom of the list. Oh. Right? I mean, like, yes. you don't go. And remember, remember that if you don't do it, it's going to be a very rare occasion that someone's going to say, this is what you need to do. I'm not taking no for an answer. And that's right. And really, you deserve not only to be happy, but your child deserves for you to be happy, too, because energy is an incredible strength that we all have. And right. Don't you think that kids, kids pick up on every energy? Every kid can tell when mom is happy, everybody's happy. And yeah. they can, I don't care how disabled your child is, they know. So it's just, I wish I could write a prescription for every parent to say, it's okay. You're allowed to take a break. Please take a break. You know, during the pandemic, we had these, these calls and nobody could leave. The, and not that the pandemic's over, but you know, during the height of it, where we were really stuck in the house, sure, nobody could leave the house. And um, we had this one mom tell us about like, there's on YouTube, there's these like walking tours and you can walk the Grand Canyon and like there's yoga, there's all these free things online. And like, that's great for, for a parent who can't leave the house. Okay, you can't leave the house, go take a tour of the Grand Canyon or, you know, Italy or whatever. And there's these free tours or take a yoga class. So there are things you can do that don't have to cost a lot of money. You know, it doesn't have to be bubble baths and pedicures and all that. Just a, maybe as simple as, uh, you know, putting on a video or something like that. Something that just makes you feel like you have a brain break too. Distract you, distract you. Okay. You deserve a break. That's, you know what, I love the way you're really spelling it out for people because I think a lot of times when there's so much stress, they, they just can't see two inches in front of them. So when you say just something like, so something to distract them for yeah. a period of time. Right. You're not being taken too far away, so don't be afraid you're never going to come back. Because right. <laughs> I think that right, might be a right. fear too, right? <laughs> if I don't, yeah, if I, mean, I don't stay steadfast on my course, I'm going to run and never come back. Never and come you know, back. you got to trust it. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you got to trust in yourself too to let loose a little bit. Yes. So that way, uh, everybody can benefit from it. Yeah, Let's for talk sure. about transitioning too. So talk to us mm -hmm. what it's like about um, children who are in the phase of, of transitioning. I mean, I don't have a ton of information on that, but I'm going through it myself. Uh, my son is 16. He's a junior and he's in special ed for many things, yet he's in honors classes for languages. So he's that kid that's not going to have a day hab or live in a residential home right now, but probably could do college but I don't know what college or how, what supports he need. So I'm diligently looking it up uh, and trying to find out. But we have many resources at Parent to Parent about transitioning. And it's not just high school to college or to real life. There's transitioning from 
preschool to kindergarten and kindergarten to, I mean, an elementary to middle school. Transitions are hard. Transitions in general are hard for our parents and us because it's hard for our kids. Change is hard for any kid, but especially any kid, particularly a lot of our kids have autism. Oh, you know, my, just today, my son had to make a change and oh, I heard about it, man. I heard about it all for a half an hour, how like <laughs> something this big was this big. Right. So um, I would say check with parent to parent, check with your local office. There are some great resources out there. Um, and if you're interested in colleges, I know there's a couple of good Facebook groups out there that I've been myself in for, um, for parents trying to do colleges. And I've learned, again, I learned more from parents. So just contact me and I'll just give you anything I can. And if you have any good colleges, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Comments below for sure. Help yes, out. Please, please. Yes. Help us. <laughs> So we're talking about transitioning, transitioning, like Valerie had said, from maybe your child going from preschool to school age now to kindergarten, or maybe going from one school to another, or from elementary school to middle school, middle school to high school, high school then to either a vocational school or to college. So you or can day start, or, or day yeah. explain that to our listeners, what, what that is. So that means for kids with intellectual disabilities or who cannot get a, a full-time job, once they graduate high school, most of them stay till 21, which is the, really the best place for them, stay in high school till 21. Then they go into programs that are during the day. It's a habilitation for day half. Some of them are work-study programs where they go out in the community and they work, or some of them are volunteer, or some of them are just in the facility and they work on life skills and all, all that. But it could be anything and everything to do uh, with day-to-day -day, uh, routines. Great. So there's another option that maybe you haven't heard of yet, that you have a couple questions. Sounds interesting. Sounds like maybe it might fit. Give parent-to-parent -parent a call. Valerie, if, is there any advice um, or inspiration that you can give to the parents out there listening who just are still kind of stuck feeling like they don't have a good grasp on things? Oh, uh, you know, yeah, it's okay. Um, we've all been there. It, it is hard every day. I love um, community. I'm sure many of your listeners have heard of the poem, Welcome to Holland. It's about, you know, that we thought we were going to take one trip and we're on another trip. I think sur surrounding yourself with people who get it is everything. Uh, I, I can't really, I don't have many friends who have neurotypical children right now because I just feel more comfortable. It's, it's a lingo, it's a comfortable and ease with my special need moms that just understand when I say, you know, he's having a bad day. It's not just this big, it's this big. Yeah. So community to me is really important, but also know that it's gonna be okay. And I know that sounds silly, but I'm telling you, my son is 16 and if you would, I was so sad when he was born and it was so hard. And if someone would have told me I have the life I have now, I would have never believed it, never believed it. So learn from Valerie, connect into the resources and the support that these parents provide you through parent to parent, educators, administrators, service providers. Hear what we're saying here, because as I always say, you are so important and what we do matters. And this is just another way to support the children that we work with. So Valerie, could you give us that information? And again, I'll write it down, but tell us anyway. 
So it's uh, our web, it's Parent to Parent of New York State, where uh, a small nonprofit, but part, funded in part by the OPWDD, uh, the Long Island office is in Hopog. And uh, our website is ptopnys.org, ptopnys.org. Um, uh, my phone number is the Long Island phone number and really start there and then I'll hook you up with the right uh, office if that's not the right office for you. It's 631-434-6196. And my email, my name is Valerie Colavecchio. It is spelled on the bottom of my screen. So I'm gonna spell it out for you because it's long. It's, my email is vcolavecchio at ptopnys.org. I'll spell it, V C O. L-A-V-E-C-C-H-I-O, that's V. Colavecchio, at P-T-O-P-N-Y-S.org. Now, you've heard it from Valerie. There's a lot of information out there, and that's the special part about it. You have parents who understand who are running parent to parent, but they're also professionals. So here is a safe place to get a lot of information and it's been such a resource for me even, and me being able to service the individuals that I work with because no one has all the answers. And we yeah, are- you do a great job, Lisa. I love your program and I love what you do and your books are awesome. Thank you so much, Valerie. It's all heart. And I think that's why you and I have so much synergy throughout these years. So we want what's best for you. We want what's best for your kids. Thank you so much for joining us with student success beyond expectations today. Stay tuned, like, share, and remember to subscribe to help get this information out there. And remember, we publish every other Tuesday. Looking forward to hearing from all of you. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Student Success Beyond Expectations podcast, where school leaders, educators, and parents meet on behalf of children who struggle with learning. To bring workshops to your school or organization, contact Child Behavior Consulting and get started with resources available at childbehaviorconsulting.com, Amazon, and teachespayteachers.com for ready-to-use resources and children's books. If you enjoyed this podcast, remember to review, subscribe, share, and give us a shout out on social media.